see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Hey, this is Jason Rouse, and (laughs) welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. On the show today, talking shop, talking music, Dave Martin. We were uh, going on about Beck, (laughs) just to try and date ourselves. He shot his wife, didn't he? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know much. I know he's a Scientologist, though. Oh, that is right. Yeah. But he's one of those people, it's sort of like whenever people shit on Scientology, not like I'm pro-Scientology or anything like that, every other religion, all they have going for it is just time. They've just been around for like, you know, fucking... What keeps it around? I'll tell you. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is a lot of money. Jesus. How come with all the technological advances, first of all, the internet, doesn't that fire religion through just common sense and... Evidence, uh, yeah, it always should. It, it should because I think when when Wi Fi is more powerful than Jesus, if that's you a great <laughs> name for a band. When Wi Fi is more powerful than Jesus, yeah, when you can get a clear Wi Fi signal in a place where you and you can't talk to God, then that's yeah. always a sign that uh, maybe one's a little bit unless better you're than the wasted other. in a Starbucks, yeah, and they're trying to kick you out because they're closing. <laughs> And the sink won't flush, and they're banging on the door. I've seen some Starbucks washrooms where I can like, I could like, you go in, you're like, I could live here. And they're fucking huge. Yeah, you could put like a cot on one side of the wall. And, and if then- you come to Los Angeles, you can see some of these apartments for rent. <laughs> their Airbnb will a Starbucks shitter out. Oh, people go L.A. homeless people go in there and scrub out their sores. There's like <laughs> bloody bandages laying in the sink, a shit in the gas in the trash can. <laughs> Blood on the walls. That's why the staff never smile, because they're out-of-work actors. Yeah. And now they're from a small town. I was a prom queen. Yeah. I was, you know, valedictorian, or however however you say that word. And now I got a a blade, and I'm scraping blood off the back of a urinal. Yeah. And I went to theater school. I don't need this shit. After some guy, some homeless guy had to wipe his ass with his own spec script. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you didn't, didn't refill the uh, toilet paper. Suicides the on the hour, every hour. It is a crazy place. Well, you were there last yeah, year. Yeah, no, when I was there, I'd never seen, like, I'd... You've been there before. Where, where, in the... L.A.? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was yeah. when we were, I was down with uh, Darren doing the... Uh, I hadn't seen the, uh, the homeless uh, situation <laughs> like I had before. But it's, it's just, like, rows of tents. Yeah. And there's, like, uh, guys outside and... You almost want to go up to each one of them. Every one of those guys is a, is a podcast on its own. I know. Uh, just There's like adventure what, every, in that man's eyes. Every one of those freaks has a story. and It's too bad they chewed their own tongues off and can't tell it. <laughs> it's, it's fucking epic. But um, what, would, I, what would it take? How much money 
Let me finish. Yes. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> His, I got a tag for that. You get to... Okay, do you know you ever see those hunting videos where guys in a helicopter and they're shooting at, like, animals? Oh, like, yeah, those wild boar hunters or those Ted yeah. Nugent videos where he's just, like... Yeah. Just... Using a like porcalypse. Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, just mowing down wild pigs. Okay, think of you in a truck driving around downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, and you there's a hundred grand on the table. <sighs> Let me finish. Okay, all right. <laughs> My answer is yes already. <laughs> and you got to pick out a random of your choice. You know, a female piss pipe. Oh, it has to be a woman? Because <laughs> I was going to do, like, if I if it was a straight white male, a cisgender straight white male, maybe I'd be a hero. No, no, no. Be you like, got to eat. Oh. You got to eat them out. Oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See, I don't know. I Eating out a chick is something I can only do to a chick that you is, love. Is, or that, that I love or I'm into or we're going out. I'm just like, I've That's heard why stories. That's hundred grand on the table. Let's find the love. <laughs> it takes a hundred grand to find the love. Oh fuck! Well, let's be honest. I think yeah. No shower, and she gets to do the the CN Tower stairs on <laughs> two for one tacos Tuesdays. Oh man, I don't know. I've heard stories about guys that will get hookers and eat them out, but I At just don't see shoes? why. I don't. That guy has a name. Okay. <laughs> you know, right over here. What's holding a microphone and would eat out a hooker? Uh, but uh, fucking, I... Uh, oh, man. It's bad. Now, I, I've, I've, as I've grown older, I've sort of... Um, I've grown like a sophistication to uh, like uh, eating pussy and eating a woman. I was sort of like... You a get, connoisseur. A connoisseur of like, you know, it's like a good scotch. You, you know, you're like... Well, yeah. the goggles and yeah. the lobster bib. Yeah. And, but now it's like, uh, you know, yeah, you kind of rattle the, the ice cubes in your glass and you're like, mm, that's a nice, that's a nice pussy, but it's I like... rattle your ice cubes <laughs> in your glass. <laughs> the, ah, yes. Nice and, mint but, and marjorie. But I... Uh, but the first, the first vagina I ever got my face close to, it was like it burnt um, squirrel. It was like Chinatown dumpster on like a hot oh. August night, and uh, and then I, it literally was one of those. It turned me off from eating pussy for the longest time. But it's sort of like when you have no reference point, and on your all it is your reference you point is hot. like is is all porno movies. I remember putting my face down there, going like, "How do they do this in the movies?" It was like watching a good stunt scene. Spearmint gum. Yeah. <laughs> Fall guy, of or you put a bunch of Vicks vapor rub underneath <laughs> yeah. your nose, like, and uh, then you do your best. Any kind of cop show where they go in to resume, like take a dead body out, and the guy puts his own shit on his lip and goes, <laughs> "I'll take care of this." But I had, oh, I was like, "How do they do this in the movies?" Like seeing a guy like fall down a set of stairs, you're just like, "Man, that must take practice." I and then, the, and the next couple of vaginas got back in line, and then get back in line. It's yeah. a, it's it's a fucking it smell like pumpkin pie the way they're supposed pumpkin to pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie, or blumpkin pie, blumpkin pie <laughs> with a hair in every bite. <laughs> yeah, some squirrel tails are really blown out. It's mm. got to be like, how can you not know? I don't, you know, it's. I can smell my balls from my pants if the wind changes direction and I've got athletes nuts. <laughs> I've had moments like that too where you're sort of like oh, long wow. drives, yeah, airlines, you just kind of make your own gravy. Some some got to change downstairs. 
or this is not going to be pretty. So you won't eat out a homeless. Well, okay. And then it has to, I have to like pick her up right off the street. Yeah. It goes from like, look, you got to give her, you give her 500 bucks and you say, just come for the camera. <laughs> My friends need this. <laughs> this is for charity. Jeez, <laughs> um, oh, that's a tough one. A <laughs> hundred G's and I just have to give her 500 and she can scrub her puss for a while? Well, that's the thing. Or she can't. And then she that's... can't bathe until after you make her come. Well, okay. Well, first of all, when did women start coming? <laughs> when, when did women start having orgasms? Uh, <laughs> Hold on, let's bring her in. <laughs> well, surprise, her. surprise. There she is. One leg's longer than the other. Shitbag uh, Susan. Uh, yeah, that having the first impression of a, a bad beaver. Yeah, well, you could you have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, you develop, and it, and it was it was and it was huge too. It was like there was not it was on there was backwards. No, no trimmings at all. Yeah, she shit out of it. <laughs> no trimmings? No trimmings. How can you not have trimmings when you have somebody at dinner? It was uh what year? It was ninety one. Did it look like it was the an first vagina? Uh it didn't look like it well, but I think when did when did shaving become a real thing though? Early nineties? Well or mid nineties? When pornography started uh, DVDs, VHS yeah. tape. I think VHS, by the time they got to digital, right. we left tape in the porn industry, a whole, well, that's where the, the porn stars had come, this, the second wave of supermodels yeah. to, um, to um, I just had a friend of mine in porn die. Oh, wait, what, does that was recently? Uh, Jessica James. Jessica James, I heard about her on the Stern Show this morning. Yeah. She was like 43? And, and what did she die of? I, have, I haven't really looked into it. Um, you know, I'd see her, you know, all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm sure it was alcohol or prescription drugs related. Right. I know she didn't do blow. Yeah. So it wasn't like a cliche... Thing. I don't know what was going on there. I think a lot of people in the entertainment industry are having a really hard time with prescription-related drugs. Anything from, uh, I don't know the medical jargon, but psychological stabilizing things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, any antidepressant. You know, I, yeah. yeah. You know, um, uh, what's his name? Jordan Peterson's going through something right now. Yeah, is he on like some like an antidepressant cocktail? Uh, it's anxiety thing that's fucked him up, but which is kind of questionable too. When you're such a hyper uh, aware person, not to know that the pitfalls of suicidal tendencies from withdrawal of things that are not supposed to make you depressed, and now you want to kill yourself. Yeah, well, that's the that's thing. A, that's the thing. It's like that's a. It's a how weird. Does that one. get passed? Well, it's suicidal. Homos, homicidal. Well, it's like well, yeah. When, when when suicidal tendencies are the side effect of an antidepressant for people that have suicidal thoughts in the first place, you're just sort of like, well, that's not 
that's not good. And sometimes you just you end up recognizing them so late in you doing them. It's just it's it's too late for some yeah, people. Yeah, the, the hard left of any kind of withdrawal is wanting to die. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing whenever you sort of, they, when they'll have like, a, oh, this medication causes constipation and diarrhea. Well, you're just like, well, how does that? Yeah, it's for uh, acne. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? that? Yeah, they just get 100 people. 100 people couldn't shit and 100 people could shit. And they're like, well, it causes both. Yes, they but- do the, uh, this, the, all those testings and stats are all there to move product. And all those doctors that uh, just were like handing out prescriptions for oxy and they Percocets. Should be fine. Yeah, I think that that you should have to. Every pill should be accounted for going through the uh, medical world. Well, and then yeah, and then the some black market. Don't bother with that. You can't control that. But when the doctors are working as high level gangster drug dealers, right off the 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 taxpayers' dollars. And, uh, I mean, you, did you ever read Artie Lang's book of the... How the, he got? The Too Fat to Fish, because... No, I, I guess it's excellent, though. It is good. There's a couple moments in it that are kind of, like, are kind of... are pretty sad. Yeah. But... Um, Heroin will do that to you. Well, that, actually, well, what happened, because he had, like... There was one... Do- I think it was a 60 Minutes episode I saw. It was, like, one doctor in Florida or in, like, one of the southern states... That was giving out a prescription for like sixty oxys a day. Yeah, the which pharmaceutical like, company in Florida just got sued for like five hundred billion dollars or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like how do you, how does any doctor justify sixty pills a day? And then the thing is that they just believe they have to sort of they take some oath that they have to just believe whatever the patient says, and then they forget that people can't that, lie. The sixty pills, you, your body can't. Uh, even at a dying cancer patient, yeah, that's a lethal dose, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's sort of On like deathbed. That's a that's a triple quadruple with sixty pills. We'll say they're twenty milligrams, so that's one hundred twenty milligrams of heroin a day. Well, and what happens is if you take those, if you're just taking them in pills, they end up eating away at the lining of your stomach. Liver. So then, then people start saying. Well, you know what's actually better for your better for your body is if you're doing heroin versus pills. Intravenous drug use. Well, because but but I mean they say that like yeah the, the pills are so bad for your liver burns a hole in it and then the actual doing actual heroin is actually somehow better for you. Sure. So then you get all these people that are uh, end up getting addicted to heroin. Well, also because their doctors do the right thing and cut them off, and then they're already so hooked. That they go to the black market and now they're sharing needles on Hastings Street. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just—that's if that's not a, a ass to ass moment <laughs> is Hastings Street. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's it's like uh, last time I drove through there was a few years ago, and it's it is like Dawn of the Dead out of Central Casting. Yeah. There's just got and there's like those heroin addicts that just can't fall. They're like fentanyl now. They're weebles and they just they just sort of sway back and forth and yeah. they don't fall down. No. I don't even know what what is fentanyl. I'll take a, it's it's government issued heroin. It's synthetic heroin that's been so refined that it's it's the most cleanest streamlined thing that science can offer at that. And it is like a it is like a painkiller too, right? This is like a yeah. I heard stories of people that I know that used to take the fentanyl patches off of bullet wounds. In people that had died, 
and drain or rinse out the uh, strain the the bloody thing for the fentanyl because it was so great. Wow. Yeah, no. I think they'd shoot the fentanyl with the dead guy's blood. Shit. Yeah. School teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gather around would, class. Here's the lesson today. They would draw the blood in the fentanyl out of the gunshot wound pads and shoot that inside of their blood. Man. Hardcore. And you wanted coffee. I know. <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> what a pussy I am. Mm. What's the craziest thing you've seen? In- oh. Well, but one of the things, too, is like when I had a case of... Uh, Kidney stones, and like if they start asking you if you want like uh, medication for pain, and you're at the hospital, those are always the moments I'm like, well, how often am I going to be here? And they're asking me how much more I want. I uh, remember they gave me a a gravel, like they gave me like a liquid gravel, and then like a liquid morphine drip when I had um, and liquid uh, morphine drip. It's just as romantic as it sounds. Oh, it is. No, I remember. I don't need a wife. She's on this hook on a bag. Yeah. My the, whole family's in that bag. <laughs> Everyone loves me at once. Oh, is that puppies kissing? It's like, yeah, it's, oh. it's like Christmas. I remember that it was, um, oh. this, the nurse comes in and then uh, it felt like for like four hours I was at home and it felt like someone was just punching me in the, in the kidneys over and over. And then so my girlfriend at the time, we drive down to the hospital. They put me in one of these things. They go, oh, you got kidney stones. And then they shot me up with this stuff and it was... So amazing! It was just like being. <laughs> it was just like all these like little birds just held on to your your jacket, or just like you're just floating around, yeah. And then I remember, yeah, these, you slip into a Disney film at the best part of it, yeah. And I remember, yeah, and then just the oh, walls were coming in and out. It was like the beginning of a good acid trip, and then these two doctors came in. Well, not they panic. They yeah. said they were doctors. Yeah, but they were in janitor's outfits. But, <laughs> so they. These two doctors come in and then they look at my girlfriend because I, I guess they had to hold up the sheet and they were going to poke around at my balls or something like that. And um, the guy, the dentist, did no. This? <laughs> the, and then one of the doctors was like, "Do you want your girlfriend to watch this?" And then, so I asked her, "Oh, okay, can, can you, I come?" Yeah, can, can and I so I said to her, "Oh, can you go outside and just wait in the waiting area?" And I remember her getting so pissed at me. I was just like. Listen, we don't have to share the experience of two Korean doctors poking away at my ball sack. First we don't need to all, have that memory. Don't be rude. Yeah. This is a private affair, literally. <laughs> With these two gentlemen I just met, and Look, whoever yeah. the fuck you are. <laughs> this burnt elephant I got under the circus tent is not show ready. But I'm all, you're, of course someone's going to tell you that they want to get like more pain relief if they're in any pain at all. So, And all these doctors that have to just believe in their patients, so they just end up giving them more and more shit till they're fucking... Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It's, a, it's, it's out of... Uh, it's an epidemic. Uh, 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 like you can see how countries that have very strict drug policies and there's there's something great about them not having this internal cancer kind of rip through you know all of it literally destroying good families from the inside out with a simple injury well and then the families are always like well he's a doctor of course he's gonna do they always just want to believe doctors and people with... I know. But then the doctors are in business for themselves, too. I love that, because that's why I love that uh, Chappelle joke that he did about how white people are going crazy about Oxycontin the same way the black community was going crack. crazy about crack. And it was just like, oh, that's a fucking... Poignant. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you know? now it's happened to white people, so people are a little more concerned about it. But that, who do you think invented it? Uh, it wasn't some East African guy with a microscope trying to fucking make heroin better. Yeah. It was some translucent, like, Second World War Nazi doctor with, like, this should work. <laughs> this will be good, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, was it? I heard on some story about, I guess... I don't know, I guess Hitler was so burnt out from Man. doing all these rallies and stuff and his doctor shot him up with steroids and cocaine and then he Let met up rip. with then he met up with Mussolini and and then he just went on like this five hour screaming tirade of and then uh, Is that on tape? No, I don't I think know. I saw that America's funniest home video actually. <laughs> and Bob Saget put some sound effects yeah. in it. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh Shitler. No sh- sh- <laughs> oh man, yeah. Apparently, all the Germans were on like on amphetamines too near the end. Why not? Yeah, because they were pioneers in the drug area. Because I think they for kamikaze pilots, they get them all. Can you imagine? The guy comes into the boardroom. All the pilots are there. You spent aero engineering. You know, you've had to learn how to build your own plane and fly it. And you're in the military. There's a war going on. And a guy walks in and says, I'm Mr. Kamikaze. We're, when they're like, where's the other guy? And they go, hold on a second. Can you close that door for me? Yeah. And just drops a bag of meth on the table and goes, do you guys like the fucking party? <laughs> and, you want to win a war? Yeah. yeah. And then they all start smoking it. And then they do the pitch. And they're like, Yes. Says the guy with no lips because he swallowed them. Because <laughs> he's eating them. <laughs> yeah, and now you're getting on. Because there's a guy in there, no matter how high he is, he's super intelligent enough to go, ah, ah, this is a terrible idea. But now you're flying towards a an American battle cruiser. Yeah. High on meth. Oh. Are you naked? Yeah, because you're sweating and the clothes are itchy. Yeah. There's guys that said, fuck it. No pants, and they're like, "John's crazy." Yeah, I'm. On- yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be getting into your plane, and then you'd sort of be taking your clothes Claustrophobic. off. Claustrophobic. Can yeah. we keep the window open? It's hot in <laughs> here while I do this. Someone tries to give you a helmet. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to need this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put that over your knees <laughs> so your back doesn't snap right in half. That would <sighs> suck. High on meth, flying. Yeah. I wonder at what point did, if those kamikaze pilots were just sort of like, ah, if they just kept on, well, I'm going to just fly to America. There's probably some footage, especially uh, in math. The, the, the probabilities of taking a, a detour all of a sudden happens on cops all the time. Hey, yeah. stop. Oh, no, you don't. I'm going to run for a day and a half up barefoot through a cornfield. Yeah. yeah, you don't hear a lot of good, crazy PCP stories anymore. No. Oh, I miss those days. Damn it, right? Yeah. Because those were high. That was like Indiana Jones on the street. Yeah. So what was PCP was, was that was synthetic LSD or? I know it's psychedelic. Like who salute? Yeah, I think it's speed and like acid. I don't know what the chemical properties are, but it never ends well, right? No. It's kind of like absinthe. Yeah. I remember um, I was, there was a, I was in school and there was like a guy who was selling a French textbook that he, no, he wanted to buy a, like a textbook off of me. And uh, so I met him after school and I gave him this book. It was like, okay, do you have 10 bucks? And he was just like, no, man, 
I'm going to pay you in this. And I and he showed me this weed. And I always hated when someone would try to pay you in weed for something, but then they wanted to smoke you up at that moment. Yeah. And I was sort of like, well, well no, I would just, it. yeah, just, well, give, give it to me and I'll go smoke it when I want. He was like, no, we're going to smoke it now. And I was just like, well, I don't really want to. It's like, no, we're smoking it now. And, it, and this was like uncomfortably bright colored green weed that he had that was sort of like it was sprayed with something and it must it might have been pcp but i remember <laughs> just being too fucked up and then i had no it wasn't like, a weed buzz for you no it was it was like a weed buzz it was way too strong it must have had pcp i don't know what it had yeah. in it, but i remember i and then i had to and it was like one of these moments where you're just sort of like oh it's it was before cell phones and everything like that, so it wasn't like I could text someone and say, hey, meet me somewhere. I'm too fucked up right now. And it was like the only place I had to go was home. I didn't have anywhere to go. So then I came home, and I had to do that. You had to do that lie to your to your, to your folks. I'm like, why are your eyes so red? It was like, oh, I... Allergies? Yeah, I walked past the... Cons- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I walked past a construction site, and all this dust flew in my eyes. That was always a good one. I had to... I used that one a bunch of times. Honestly, I think... I think I've heard that before too. I think it's oh. like a standard. Oh, the man were, you know, ma. Anyway, I'm gonna go sob into a pillow so I don't freak out. <laughs> I'm gonna go try to listen to music that's not too intense for me. Just don't knock on my door because I'll shit my pants. Abruptly. Yeah, I'm gonna go rock back and forth for about two hours. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I had to. I, I did. I used that excuse coming home, walking past the construction site, and someone. <laughs> oh, and some dust got in your eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Not I walked past the construction site and someone yeah, threw some PCP into my. They were throwing shingles in a pile at the bottom of the road there, and it, the wind must have picked up and now that's why i'm freaking out <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i don't like what is your worst come down off of oh i'm having one right now actually <laughs> i got spiders running out of my asshole <laughs> <laughs> the uh i think the worst is probably the last time i took a um probably the last acid trip that i had Ooh. Or the last bad acid trip that I had was just was the last decades one? ago. No, not the la- uh, no. I think I think near the uh, near, I think mushrooms is I think I know acid is probably the the worst last really bad come down I've had from anything. Just because yeah, there's uh, no wiggle room in a bad acid come down. Right. Well, because uh, you always start convincing yourself that you're always gonna I'm always gonna be like this. I'm never coming down. Yeah. This is my rest of my life. Forever, I'm gonna have to live in a state of what is it? Yeah, well, yeah, you're not. It's sort of like, well, I'm. I'm not even gonna be able to tie my shoes anymore. I'm not. I'm definitely not sober, but I'm definitely not high either. I'm in this sort of weird limbo state of, yeah, you just want to. And then your friends, like that, have never come back. Now you're like, oh, I'm I'm on the short bus for life. Yeah. Um. I know whacking off in libraries. I know, and then a couple of times, just uh, you know, after I maybe have if I've bought like shitty coke or something like that, and I remember buying something off of this one this one chick once, and I remember looking at it going like, Who "How buys is blow this from girls?" Like, well, you know, we all have to make mistakes sometimes. Okay, um, what city? It was Toronto. I remember. Jesus. Looking at it and going like, oh, I, have you tried this stuff? Is this any? And I remember she was like, Oh yeah, it's really good. It has lots of crystals in it. And I was just like, Speed. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think it's supposed to have crystals in it. Yeah. And it was this harsh like someone. Imagine just someone. Sp- imagine someone just 
dumping rock salt into your nose or uh, wasabi right on your brain. Oh, or like the strongest horseradish, yeah, <laughs> like right on your brain. I, you're just strongest horseradish. Oh, the worst. I was just like, <laughs> that is one of the reasons why I still like going for uh, sushi. Or if I'm at a steakhouse, I'll get like some horseradish because it's like, like the meth. closest thing I'll yeah to have to meth. <laughs> and it's just this like you know, it's just this wildfire that starts at your eyes and goes right to the back of your head, and you're just like woo. <laughs> and then people want to, and then you, but it's like the one. It's like the weirdest. Like I can't share this meth experience with anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't be like, oh, this horseradish sauce is uh, amazing. And it's like, oh man, well, why do you like horseradish? Well. Um, actually, I don't know. I just like it. You don't want to be like, oh, it reminds me of the horrible times for the couple of times I've ever done meth. Because <laughs> the <smell laughs> then, of plastic and crack cocaine. Yeah, that's that um, fucking grinds the conversation to a halt if you're at the keg. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, you just... You're just eating spoonfuls of horseradish, Dave. You haven't even touched your prime rib. Yeah, and you're just rubbing wasabi on your gums. What's that all about? <laughs> Aggressively. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shut up. Let I me miss talk. high school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I, uh, yeah, I know people that would... I never knew any, a lot of people that did coke in high school. Or even that was just... Uh, it was always no. just uh, weed and acid. Now... I'd say in the more recent generations of students. Yeah, well, I'm not really around. I'm not allowed to go around any high schools these days. I know. Apparently, if you shove your dick through a hole in the fence, (laughs) they don't think it's Pinocchio. Well, technically, I wasn't in the school, officer. I was just pressing my dick up against the glass. Beaten off on the roof. (laughs) I was trying to land a helicopter, and I didn't know if they saw me. (laughs) SOS. (laughs) Oh, man. What do you got coming up? Uh, actually, you know what was weird? I was supposed to. I, I hosted this show for the people who uh, do this. Like, um, it's uh, at this the Toronto Distress Center. Oh, great! Um, My ex girlfriends. I know. Well, it was because they had like Suicide Prevention Week. Was like first of all, it started off as a day, and now it's a oh, prevention week. And then someone told me it's a month, and I'm like, oh, that's too much. That's yeah, too much time. You don't want to hear people kill themselves for a month. <laughs> yeah. Just for a couple of days. Yeah. Hold off for a week and then go back to killing. Well, but, suicide's um, become a an epidemic on a, another level. I don't know what statistically the year, over the years, but so many of my friends and colleagues have killed themselves over the last 10 years. So charities are getting behind these suicide things. It's big money in suicide. Oh, yeah. And so they, I was supposed to have a meeting with those people from the Distress Center about, like, another show that they're going to do next year. And it's so weird when, like, I've had my ups and downs with, like, uh, you know, Suicide? depression and mental sure. illness and things like that. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> but you always just keep thinking, it's like, oh, man, next year? Well, let's let's see if I'm around, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah, it's so w- weird to be offered uh, gigs like that. But um, uh, I was supposed to meet up with them today, and then uh, you have comedy as an outlet too, right? Can you imagine being in a well, an emotional highs and lows of everything from euphoria to suicidal thoughts, right. yeah, and not having the comedy? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't mean to over glamorize it, but I, I would. Uh, be a school shooter. Oh yeah. Or 
That's why I don't drive because I just run everybody over. <laughs> there I mean, is a part of me that gets a little uh, fucking Grand Theft Auto into your into your blood after, and yeah. then you still want to. That's start. why I don't play those games. Yeah. I don't need the instructional book. Right. The idea, the 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 foresight of, oh, that's how you do that. Right. Yeah. I got this. Right. Yeah, it's sort of like every <laughs> the um, anytime that I've seen like, um, or it's like when when you watch so many like true crime shows and you see, oh, that's how you do it. The blueprint of uh, committing All these crimes shooters, like that. Listen, the games have given them a, 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 at least a, a, a narrative of how to go through a public area with a gun. Yeah, yeah. You'd like to think that that's enough of an outlet that they need. They know but, what firearms to buy and how to use them now. But I did this. Um, yeah, the uh, this suicide prevention show, which was good. But then it's then you're always sort of worried about what jokes that you can kind of get away with uh, at a uh, at a prevention show because you know you. You ever know? You ever, I always hate hearing stories about when someone has a tragic event in their life and they think, "Oh, you know, I, you know what's going to cheer me up? I'll go to a comedy show." And you just want to be like, "No, you don't. No. Don't do that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I, I. But if somebody's like so tragic and you you speak with more tragedy, yeah, that that kind of makes them forget about how shitty their own lives are. Yeah, you don't like you don't know what level of. Yeah. A, you don't know what is going to trigger someone else, but then B, you don't know what level of sincerity they're going to actually appreciate what you're saying. Sure. Yet. So, um, literal. But uh, yeah, it went well. Hmm? You did the gig already? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It went great. It was great, and there was like uh, f- there were four other comics on. Only three suicides in the restroom. Yeah, ladies, uh, so no one cared. <laughs> Jump, jump, jump. Yeah, and then jump. We, we we did a raffle at the end for who gets to suicide themselves. You just hold up a noose with a yeah. ham in it and go, here's your prize. <laughs> when you're done the ham, you've got to go. Yeah, you and Jeffrey Epstein get the... Did fuck. he slip on a banana peel or a mobster's hand? I don't know. Someone brought up the fact that, that it's weird to kill the guy. It, it would be weird if someone killed him because he still has so many secrets. Like, he's the guy that knows where all the bodies are buried as far as, like, this uh, incriminating evidence that he would have against other people. Is there more bodies on that island? No, I don't know if there's, like, I don't, I don't, not, like, literal bodies, but, I mean, like, did you ever hear that story of, like, uh, like Hugh Hefner apparently had cameras all around the Playboy Mansion, and he had just years of videotapes of, uh, you know, people like... You decades. Know, decades of people, like, sucking and fucking all around the Playboy Mansion. And then after he died, apparently he had one friend that he had a lot of faith in, like, just took every Incinerate, one of those videotapes. Incinerated, hmm? incinerated everything? I don't know. But incinerated would be a better plan to do, but I guess this guy just drove out to the ocean and dumped all these tapes in into the... Uh, in, in, into the ocean, and uh, Hugh knows what's up. But uh, man, what a what a friend you'd have to have trust to do something like that too. My friend was married to him for uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, he was. She was one of her wives. Oh wow, like one of the five. Yeah, she's from Toronto. Uh, oh. Not originally. She was from uh, like Sault Ste. Marie or Sudbury or some shit yeah. like that. She was in Playboy and went on to be one of the wives. She came wow. to my show. It blew me away. She has a child now. She's in a movie called uh, Sweet Karma that my friend Andrew directed. Oh, yeah? About um, a girl's sister being sold into sex slavery. Oh, and she goes and chases, the in- sells herself into it to find her sister. 
Oh, really? Okay. I just saw the new Rambo. Oh, yeah. I saw you post something. It didn't look... I I cut myself off before I finished what you said. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's Rambo. I know. Thirty-seven yeah. years later. Well, they get some fucking guy from like the Chicago or New York Times to like write a review of it, and this guy already doesn't like Rambo before he sits down to watch, so he gives like a shit review of Rambo. But it's like, like that's a Rambo's of- not trying to win anyone over at this. Rambo doesn't need new fans. This is you're gonna thing. go to Ram- you're gonna go Rambo. You're gonna get full on Rambo. But the current people in this world think that everybody wants to have fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lady going off on me on the internet. Yeah. Bullying me mm-hmm. in a public forum. She, <laughs> she didn't have her last name. Did you see? Read some of this. Uh, she, I read that she went with her um, co-workers. Co-workers to your show. No, it's, it, the thing that only really bothers me is the fact that um, her name, her last name, isn't in her her Twitter account. Oh, we pay money for you to make us laugh. This is literally. The job description. If the entire room is squirming and someone says bye, when you warm, when you wrap up your set, the sheer relief, you tell them to go die in a fire. You <laughs> failed as a comedian. Oh well, isn't that great? I know. Yeah, I know. It's like she she disagrees with your show and then she, then decides to Listen, publicly shame it you. It was it was a, a um. She got T-boned by a cement truck. <laughs> That's all that happened. For five minutes, I got on a guest spot on a show. She was there with her coworkers in a business, and she said that she wanted to rip her own ears off. Well, that clearly wouldn't solve Everybody the problem. Everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it was so funny to see someone, you know, the Yuck Yucks is a, is a controlled environment. It's a comedy club. Right. And when it feels like I've broken into the place and rubbed my dick all over everyone's nachos and left. Yeah. But it was more poetic than well, that. Well, first of all, you don't do that anymore. No. <laughs> no, Mark actually called me one time and says, you can't lay on cops naked when there's food around. Yeah. Well, that's always, that's my thing about whenever I see, whenever you see that footage of people trying to beat up cops, I'm always like, cops can always call more cops. You I can't know, always call friend more friends. I jail for beating up a cop. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, he said he doesn't even remember they had to play back the video footage of him doing it. <laughs> he fist fights with cops. <laughs> he said they were tasing him and everything. He kept getting up. Well, that's the thing. You got to stay down when they say stay. I don't like those reviews too. It's sort of like, well, that like woman's clearly like she literally thinks that the show is tailor made for her. Yes, and you got to go into places and just be like, okay, well, there are going to be some jokes that aren't for me. But, but they that, know that comedians are easy targets right now. Oh, sure. But she doesn't know that I've made myself a public target right. since go. Well, one thing that kind of bothers me, it's like uh, when I guess Sarah Silverman was going to do a movie and then... Your apology? Like, no, well, I can't remember what the movie was. I don't think it might have been just some animated thing, but she was going to do the movie and then the producers of the movie, they someone sent... Her them a a clip of her doing blackface, yeah. But it was from a sketch, yeah. In her on her old TV show, which was from like seven years ago or something like that, the Sarah Silverman show. Mike and then Ward, so, same shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, same with Mike Ward. But so so this these producers called her and then they fired her from the movie before it even started. After they saw this blackface photo of her, and. 
but the actual sketch that it's from is about she's trying to make a comment guess, on racism. Racist, yeah. No, it's like she's trying the whole thing is like Sarah Silverman is playing this idiot character that puts on blackface to try to become friendlier with black people. So what's really stupid is it's now it's like it's worse to make a joke about the problem than the problem itself. You Chevy know? Chase, Richard Pryor, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, you. Can, it's like you making a joke about it. right. Yeah, so you can't make a joke. Dead about, it's like it's yeah, right, <laughs> right. It's like you can't. It's worse to make a joke about it than, um, what is it like? Uh, I saw someone make a joke about the, you know, the in, infanticide of the. Chinese uh, girls over in China when they, you know, how they would like throw girl like the baby girls off of a cliff or something or drown them or like when they had their yeah <laughs> when they had a, that one child policy it's like and I've heard comics make a joke about it and then people are sort of like oh it's you can't you shan't can't joke about that so it's almost worse to make a joke about the horrible situation than the horrible situation itself yes it's like that's what is so aggravating it's Yoshi like, Obayashi does a joke about not seeing retarded mm-hmm. Asian kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they bury them because they're bad workers. Right. Yeah. And Asian people, oh, right. Oh, is it not true? <laughs> well, it was like... From a, the horse's mouth. He actually has nice teeth. <laughs> the uh, It's like uh, the whole Shane Gillis and Saturday Night Live thing. I know, yeah. It's like there was, they show... a lot of money to, to have somebody yank that out from me. I burned down that guy's house. Yeah. Not Shane. Right. But, Lauren Michaels' house. <laughs> well, I blame I blame NBC more than Sarah Live. I'm sure Sarah Live still wanted him on, but then it's like Lauren, Lauren Michaels, Michaels has got like, bosses. Yeah, a bunch of them. Right, like a, a bunch. He all was all the time, and for a couple of years, live television in this time and day. Yeah, well, you know, after Sinead O'Connor ripped up that picture of the Pope. Well, she was uh, right all along to do that too. Yeah, yeah. The, she, uh, I think she's a kook now, isn't she? Well, yeah, she's gone a little bonkers. Yeah, but the uh, she became a priestess, a priest, or I mean, that'd be ironic. No, she did. She became like a a, a, dorn, like a nun uh, or something. No, 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 like a uh, a priest. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. Uh, a Catholic priest. <sighs> that's yeah. Yeah, once I don't you, know. That's the thing. When you go to God. That's, I can't, if you've done so much fucked up shit in your life that you're clinging on to Christian Catholicism as a right. your foundation for your uh, livelihood, don't, don't take it that far. No. Yeah. And you won't have to have a shitty crutch. Well, uh, jump, jump, <laughs> jump. Yeah. Well, it's, I, there was a, someone had a cl- showed a clip too of um, of I guess what Shane Gillis said about uh, the Chinatown and, and whatever, and then they showed a clip from Saturday Night Live that where week. it was Fred Armiston and this other cast member, but they were playing Chinese. They were doing the whole you know exaggerated sort of Chinese accent, and they were doing jokes they were ching-chonging about ching-chonging it up. Yeah, they were ching chong. There was like yeah, they were ching chonging it up, and then um, but they were they were doing jokes about the workers at Apple. Committing, committing suicide. suicide off the top of the buildings, and more people would probably, if they showed that sketch now, more people would be worried about their impressions, the nutty professional part the, of it, than the factual fact that there are 
Apple employees jumping off the buildings and they have to put these nets up so they don't kill themselves, which yeah. is sort of like, well, you're kind of missing the point. We're they not should gonna... go have to work in the factory for a month. Well, yeah, that would be. I think that would be a, a much better way to uh, enlighten people <laughs> by taking them into like inner city things and seeing how their politics survive at a street level. Yeah. Or at least going to that factory and being like, this is why your iPhone is, uh, yeah, is enjoy as cheap it. as, as it is. Enjoy it or not, you yeah. made a choice. But this, these phones are made by jumpers. Right, yeah. These are high jump phones. Yeah, and they're literally like sleeping in the factories. Yeah, on and hooks. Because <laughs> they're trying to save space. So they hang upside down in a sleeping bag. Well, that was like... Pinata style. I remember like when, uh, I remember when uh, Trump was on his campaign trail and he was just sort of like... When he was going on about, uh, I hear that they make these phones in China. Why can't we make these phones here? And I was just like, because it would literally cost like $4,000 for a new phone. The American, if you, pay, yeah. if you were to pay American workers what yeah. they want to Their get paid an hour. Would, yeah. yeah, it's totally. Um, but listen, the phone should be way cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Was the, the new iPhone like ten grand or something? I don't know. I've always had a Samsung. Yeah, yeah. I um, hear that. The, I hear that they treat their employees much better. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they get, get massages. They get massages from a guy with no hands. <laughs> the yeah. dub rub, they call them every Wednesday. Yeah, all all the employees that lost limbs working in the factory, <laughs> they they're now on. They have to give nub rubs. All the people who survive suicide attempts from the Apple factories get jobs at Samsung. <laughs> yeah, so it's all wheelchair accessible. Everyone's got a broken back, <laughs> but we got benefits now. Yeah. No like, urinating in bottles. What was that car plant movie with um, uh, Who's Mr. Mom? Who are you talking about? The movie Gung Ho? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't even know if they could get away with calling that movie Gung Ho now. Was it Gung Ho? Yeah, it was Gung Ho. Where all the, Jap- all the Japanese were coming over and starting the car factories yeah, in the and States. an American guy showed them how to do it right. Uh, well, <laughs> I forget. No. no. <laughs> I, forget, I forget how the movie ended. It was... Um, who it was, was Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. And uh, the fat guy from che- uh, Norm from Cheers. That's right. And it was good. Um, it wouldn't fly now. It looks like Blazing Saddles now. Well, I remember because wor- one of my jobs was uh, an usher at a movie theater I remember at Young that. and St. Clair. You bought your first gun that year. <laughs> well, we, um, I had like a couple of fucking stories, man. That was the one. That was a fun job to be at. Um there was, uh, yeah, I think we had Gung Ho was there at that movie theater when I first started working there. I remember one time we had to, we were in the alleyway chucking out the garbage, and uh, there was this long alleyway where at the far end was one of the exits for the movie theater, and so we were at the front where the front exits were near the screen, and so we were throwing out garbage, and there was a restaurant right beside us, and then one of the blue bins that had all the wine bottles in it. So my friend Simon and I, just for fun, we would just take wine bottles and empty wine bottles and just throw them down to the end of the alleyway. Boom. So we were just chucking. I chucked like three or four. and He (laughs) chucked three or four. And then we see underneath all this garbage, there were like two homeless people (laughs) living underneath all this garbage at the end of this alleyway. We we woke them up, a fucking raining glass on them. (laughs) Guy's got a rat in his mouth. (laughs) Do you mind? I'm eating. (laughs) We were like, oh, fucking shit. We just, then we just run inside and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, the alleys have changed. They're... 
been eaten up. That's why with Vancouver, you can always see some hijinks, alleyway antics. They've always had a, a lot of alleyways in Vancouver, yeah. which has helped support the heroin industry. Yeah, it bugs me when I still see people smoking pot in alleyways, where I'm like, get out of the alleyways. Even when it was illegal, I was just like, it's what, heroin. what looks more guilty? It's like someone, two guys in an alleyway? Standing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a cliche. That's what the police... We're looking for guys here, and they're always in an alleyway. That's yeah. a photo. Yeah. Some guys are on their knees. I'd be like, well, just smoke a fucking, smoke a joint on the street. That's no big deal. Are you confident walking around smoking marijuana in Canada? Uh, I st- I'm still shameful about it. Really? I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty... I smoke okay. it on the street to piss people off. Right. I'm not good with people. Yeah. No, I'm... I... I will I will walk down the street and smoke a joint if I have to. Do you get that or the cops? If the cops, no. no, I've never been. I've been more harassed. I've been a couple of times where I've been harassed by cops. One time, I there was a cop that smelled it, and he told me to go into an alleyway, like with like with this other buddy of mine. We're smoking a joint in a parking lot, and we were maybe about ten feet from the street. Maybe about thirty feet from the alleyway, and this cop was just like, "Hey, come on, guys, just go into an alleyway at least." Oh, I thought he dragged you in an alleyway no. to fucking feed bag you. No, but uh, was and uh, I remember being. Oh, at, this like, was before it was legal. Oh, this was yeah. It was no. This is and when it was still said, legal. Hey, come on, go in the alley. Yeah, and the cop was just like, it, right? oh, "Come on, just get in the alleyway." And I was Don't just like, rude. "Okay, all right." Don't make my job harder. Yeah. No, fair enough. I remember going to a Who concert in the early '90s. I think it was. Who's here next week? Is it really? Yeah. This was. I'd still go see them if the tickets were free. But uh, <laughs> I remember going to a Who concert, and I remember seeing a cop. Uh, so like I was smoking a joint between like two other guys and a cop just steep. We were at the in the concert and he just pointed at us and then he did the international like smoke a joint sign and then he just did the answer put it out and he was just like I'm not gonna try to harass you. I would look down, unzip my pants, and goes pull it out. <laughs> and did you say pull it out? Yeah, and then I would have done the blowjob hand gesture. <laughs> Nickelback next week. I'll see you here. The um. There was like, I don't know, did you ever have one of these moments? I remember being at a... Nickelback? Yeah. No, not a Nickelback moment, but I remember, because there was a woman, I was waiting in line in one of the legal dispensaries, and this woman was fucking yapping about how it's not illegal, completely legal, and I was just like, hey, I'm still happy that you don't have to hide your shit going into a concert anymore, and you you don't have to worry about having it walking down an alleyway, but I remember in high school once, it was like, cops came because it was a noise complaint about a party. And myself and two other guys, um, they called the cops on this party. So we're standing in, on the lawn of this party, and the cops trying to get us to leave. And uh, we're like, no, 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 we we know the chick. That's we know the chick that's in that house. And we're just we're just standing outside waiting until everyone to leave, and then we're going to go back inside and well, hang out. It's it's fuck cool. You pig. I. No, I didn't, and thank God. And then the cop was like, no, you guys are getting out of here. And like, no, we're not. And then it was like, yeah, you are. And it was like, no, we're not. And then the cop's finally like, oh, yeah? How, how would you like me to find the... And then he took out his... And he had something in his hand. He was like, oh, yeah? How would you like me to find this piece of hash on you? Whoa. And, I, and my friend and I we were just immediately like, okay, see you later. We're getting out of here. Whoa. But back, like, a, I mean, the fact that cops wow. can't threaten you like that. Wow. We were two, yeah. two white guys. Come on, you can't. Not we're not going to cause any harm. Yeah, 
back in the alley. He just wanted everyone to get out of the way of this party. And I, I just remember, he, I've only heard that from a cop once. Just like, how would you like me to find this hash on you? Ruin your life right now. Yeah. Because this is where I'm at. Well, I was lucky by and one. And then you got another gun. <laughs> I was lucky that my one time getting busted, it was like uh, for a possession of hash. And I was like three weeks before I turned 18. Oh. And uh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. And it was I had one large piece of hash on me. It's never happened at the border? You cr- no. Never come up? Perfect. No. Never at the border. You'd be fucked for life if you're three weeks later. Fucked. Well, we what happened? There was like uh, we were at uh, this party in a park, and I got separated from the people that I was with, and um, just smoked a joint, and then out of nowhere, this hand grabs me, and uh, and he's like, "Hey, you!" And then my fucking, I think something dropped. I think, yeah. And then a pack of rolling papers fell out of my pocket, and he grabs me. He's like. He's like, what are those? I'm like, I don't know. Airplanes. Yeah, I was like, what are these for? Wiping your ass? I was like, no. And anyway, so my pussy. (laughs) So I I didn't. So the thing is, I didn't. I had three things going for me. I I had. uh, uh, Well, a, I was only 17, but b, and you're already on your knees. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't. I didn't have any money on me. So that was clear that I wasn't dealing, and the piece of hash that I have was all one chunk, and it no wasn't divided up into yeah. grams, so they couldn't bust me for that. The average Canadian had what you in your pocket. Probably yeah. 40% of the country at that time had a little piece of hash. <laughs> That's Yeah, that, that was good enough. That, that was like a, a little hash a, would get you a long way in, in, in Hamilton. That was good enough. For, that was like your passport back then. That's what it was. Hey, yeah. man, what's up? I got a bit of hash. <laughs> okay, come okay, on in. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. No one turned that guy down. I just remember my mom was so pissed off because she bought a new outfit for my court appearance. And literally because the lawyer that I had knew the judge, so my case got moved up right to the front. Uh-huh. And I got, a, I got an absolute discharge, uh-huh. and uh, which is something that, <laughs> yeah, which now is something that is a sexual thing now. Uh, my absolute discharge from my... The um, elephant trunk, the, um, uh, more like a baby carrot, but the, uh, um, but yeah, I got an absolute discharge in the, and then I remember because we were only in court for like ten or fifteen minutes. My mom was all pissed off because she bought a new outfit and didn't get to show it off in court. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't tell think her prom's over. Yeah, get back in the kitchen, get your priorities straight. Yeah. Is that the night that you hit her? <laughs> <laughs> well, she said she was tired anyway, so it would be like the, um, but yeah, that was my only fucking, my only run in with the law was that one. Well, and then, and then I got I my, my, talk re- to you about. My, my record got uh, dist- uh, completely wiped out three weeks later, so I never had a, a, a criminal record. What but a was great like, way to end the show. No <laughs> criminal record. And I've never paid for sex. Is lap dancing sex, though? I don't think nah, so. No. Unless you come through your track pants. I did that once. Did I, you? Yes, and I had to walk out of the fucking... Uh, I had to walk out... Your, huh? How old were you? This is two weeks ago. I was 12. No. Uh, <laughs> I was... Uh, I think I was in my like late, late mid-20s or something. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that thing where you kind of like... You have to like sort of shove... Uh, oh, right. I had to take my jacket off. And tie it around your waist. I had to you tie it around period? my waist. Yeah. I was, no, I had to... I took my jacket off and I draped it over my arm and I had it over my forearm and I just sort of shuffled my way out of the strip club because... 
It was uh, one of those eight ball jackets. She right? knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all the multicolor patches. Remember those? It was that yeah. real vinyl. Yep. <laughs> it was one of the acid jean wash, acid jean jacket, wash jean jacket. And From Blue Notes. Yep. And the, so and it had one of those blue lights at the strip club, so it just glowed. It matched the. Uh, Jackson Pollock. Occasionally you meet. Occasionally you have an experience with a stripper that really knows what they're doing. Do you want to go to the strip club uh, sometime this week? Not right now. <sighs> I might. I, I, I could. I could go. I got this kid coming to town, this dirty ventriloquist act. Okay. And I really want to ruin this kid's life. <sighs> jump, 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 jump. <laughs> That's jump, a good jump. All right, we'll take a shot I, at I it. I think you and I and Sam Walker, a couple other people, and this kid... With his ventriloquist, we're going to make him bring his dummy into the strip club. Oh, right. Oh, we should say that, uh, what was that Mel Gibson movie where he has that traumatic experience and then he can only talk with the puppet? Dances with Wolves? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like the one with Jodie Foster directed it. It was like right after his drunken driving thing and calling that cop sugar tits. It was the. It was called The Beaver. That was what it was. It was Beaver? Yeah, it was The Beaver. Canadian it was like a, film? <laughs> no, I wish. Uh the um, uh, yeah, it was just some weird fucked up movie where he he could only he learned to communicate by speaking with this beaver puppet. It was right after yeah, IMDb. I it. thought it was like what women say or something like that, where he could read women's thoughts. Remember that? Oh yeah, and what they women rehatched want. it yeah. with a woman who could read men's thoughts. Yeah, or didn't they? Did they do like a a black remake of it? Was it I a think black? So. Yeah. yeah, with a woman who could read a man's thoughts. And how boring would that be? Well, if it was a white woman, it'd be really boring. <laughs> but reading a black guy's thoughts from the perspective of a black woman, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah, white girls, it's just like like white noise, and just wait for time to be angry about nothing. Every once in a while, you'd hear the word "pussy" coming yeah. out of their heads. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, bitches. Pussy, cunt, and roast beef sandwich or something. Oh God! Thanks for being on the show, Dave. Where can people find you? You can find me at the. I think it's comedian Dave Martin on Instagram. Website is Dave Martin World. And I think Twitter is Dave Martin World as well. Cool, man. But you can find me all over the place. Let's go downstairs and smoke some pot. Okay, deal. Done Easy. and done. I don't care what society thinks. Good or nothing anyway.